Well, all right, all right, all right. How the hell are you? We just got back from Austin, so I felt like that was, you know, appropriate. That was a, doesn't McConaughey live there? He does, somewhere in Austin. Not where I was staying, that's for sure. Definitely not where I was staying is not where Matthew McConaughey lives. But welcome, welcoming back. Welcome back to another episode of the Kenny and Co. Show, where it is just uh, me, myself, and I, yet again. But we're here. We've been doing the most, too much of the most, the most, the most, so much so that the universe sent me a very clear message the other day. Unfortunately, got into a little fender bender, and I took it as a sign from the universe. I asked, the ironic part about all of this is that on my to-do list, I had put, ask the universe for a sign. And then, not even 12 hours later, I got into an accident. All parties involved are totally fine. My car is going to be fine. Her car is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We were barely moving. But still, whether you're going like two miles an hour or, you know, 22 miles an hour, 42, you know, you hit something, you hit some other car or you hit a, anything. Anybody that's been in an accident knows. It is jarring. It is startling on so many levels, especially when you finally feel like you're coming down from where you were. You know, I was in Austin last weekend, frazzled information overload, emotionally depleted, yet filled at the same time, just completely overwhelmed with like good and not, not that I was, no, not that I was overwhelmed with not so good, but you know what I mean? Like just like overstimulated, overdone, overcooked. And then you finally feel like you're coming back to yourself and then bam, you fucking drive right into somebody, but we are all okay. As people have reminded me, that's why they call them accidents. I would prefer accidents to happen on my own time when I can pencil them in accordingly when I have time to deal with them. This was not one of those accidents. I don't really have time to deal with this accident, so was not excited when it happened. But anyway, we were in Austin last week and we were there for the beauty counter lead conference, which used to happen every year, but we have been on a two-year hiatus because of the vid. So we finally were able to be back in person together, which was amazing. Did I say welcome back to the Kenny and Co. show? Did I even give this an intro in case you were wondering what show that you clicked on? Anyway, we were in Austin. It was awesome. I couldn't record this episode earlier in the week because I literally had no voice left and I sounded like Tara Reid, even more so than I do right now. But Austin was interesting. If you follow me on stories, you may have heard me give like a little debrief the day after we got there. But if you'd missed it, I will uh, catch you up. So where we were staying in Austin is or was down by the convention center. That's where our conference took place. So we stayed at a hotel near the convention center, which is fine. It was convenient. It's where we needed to be. And we were so excited to be with each other. It was like a reunion. Some of us haven't seen each other in three years Some of us just, you know, love to see each other as frequently as possible. So we flew in a day earlier to try to like, you know, get the lay of the land, get comfortable, sightsee, see what we needed to see, do all the things. So we get in a day earlier, we go out exploring, me and my friend Alyssa, and what they didn't tell you about Austin, or maybe I just missed this memo, but Austin is, and I'm going to get so much shit for this. I know I can already hear people saying, Austin is the greatest city ever. And I'm sure it is in a different part of town, not where we were staying. Where we were staying was dicey, to put it lightly. It was rough. It was a rough neighborhood. And I don't mean rough that it like didn't look pretty. It was cute. There was actually like a soul cycle around the corner. 
and there were stores everywhere, but it is, Austin's having a tough time. (laughs) I'm not sure what they're doing about it, but Austin seems like it's got a lot on its hands at the moment. I mean, thousands of people are moving there weekly, so they're probably just overrun with a lot of things, but we had a lot of, uh, a lot of people down on their luck in our area, a lot of tenting, a lot of camping in the streets, which if you got to do what you got to do, you got to do what you got to do. But the difference between Austin and let's say New York. So I've grown up in and out of the city. I've been there my whole life. I've stepped over a few two, three hundred people sleeping on the streets or laying perpendicular or just in need of attention. And if you've ever been through Manhattan, you know, it's like traumatizing. It's like not meant for the human psyche and brain to see someone in duress and just literally step over them. It's like not, and we wonder where or how we've gotten this way. It's just not ideal. It's not an ideal situation. So I've seen this, but Austin takes it to a whole other level. They've got tents and 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 setups and like grills and they they've got like a community they've got a block they've got multiple blocks and they are just doing the best they can which godspeed the difference here though is they kind of keep to themselves you know them and their seven invisible friends they kind of all just like hang out together in austin however everyone's invited everyone's included in their reality. So my friend and I were trying to get to a restaurant and we took a couple wrong turns apparently and we had to divert because it just was, I I say this with all the love and kindness in my heart, I have never felt so unsafe in my entire life in broad daylight. Or or I felt safer, I said this, I felt safer in the Bronx at 3 a.m. than I did at 1.30 in the afternoon in Austin. Uh, so that was interesting. So we, we tried to go to a restaurant, couldn't get to the restaurant, went to another restaurant and then proceeded to have, (laughs) I'm laughing because I have to laugh about it because if I don't, then I would have cried, but we were eating outside and we were just finishing up and my friend and I were sitting there and I caught out of the side of my eye, you know, a, a shifty, a shifty guy coming, you know, with his suitcase and, uh, was, um, talking to having very strong conversations with whomever he was seeing and I looked over at Alyssa and I was like, I think we're going to have to leave. I think I'm not getting the right vibe here. I think we might have to leave. And then I thought he passed by and then he doubled back. And when he came back, that's when I knew. I knew that this was not going to end well. And I saw him approach our table. And before I could say anything, before I could even warn Alyssa that he was coming up from behind, he had his hands in our food and was... <laughs> asking if he could eat our leftovers, which we would have been more than happy to give him our leftovers for sure. But it was the uh, boldness, which I actually now in retrospect appreciate that he just lifted it off our table. And I'm not certain that I was done eating that moment though. However, I think I had resolved myself that there was no more queso left for me and that it was now his. So he met out with uh, some queso, a taco and a uh, ranch water, which I'm not certain that he knew was a ranch water. I think he definitely thought it was just a Topo Chico. But anyway, um, so we left abruptly. And um, at the time, it was alarming and very jarring, but uh, we lived to tell the tale. No one was harmed in the process, which is great. But it was just very eye-opening and very interesting. Not what I was expecting for uh, Austin. Not at all. 
But then Austin redeemed itself because we went over to Rainy Street, enjoyed some live music, some cocktails out of soup cans. It was great. We had ourselves a time. So it started off bumpy and then it got exponentially better. But we were there for business. Strictly business. (laughs) We were there for the conference, which is a two and a half day event of learning and breakout sessions and keynote speakers. And it was awesome. We heard from the founder and CEO of Spanx, Sarah Blakely. She is awesome and hysterical and super down to earth. Brendan Burchard spoke. He wrote High Performance Habits and a number of other books. He's a big motivational speaker. He works with athletes and big executives and all the things. So the content of the conference was amazing. It was so good to you know, reconnect. Beauty Counter has gotten a a new CEO in the last year. So it was good to like hear from him. However, however, all this being said, I think we thought we were on a bachelorette party. I think we completely forgot the reason that we were in Austin was for work and connecting and being poured into and getting hyped and developing business skills and sales skills and personal development and networking and meeting and doing all the things. I think we had amnesia. And I think we had amnesia because the last two years of not being together has been rough. Sure, we've had like retreats here and there. We did Nantucket last year. We've had like team meetups and stuff. And it's lovely seeing everybody in a little Zoom box. But we lost our goddamn minds, lost them completely. We went out Thursday night when all our friends got in, when everybody arrived, we had our like kickoff talks. We were all jacked up in the beauty counter Kool-Aid and we were like, fuck yeah, let's go out. We had our little team dinner, had a couple, two, three margaritas. And then suddenly the wheels just start to fall off. We went out. We all had the collective agreement. We're going, you know, you know, in that moment where you've had like, oh, like one and a half drinks, you know, it's like one and a half and you're about to order your like third drink. And it's in that moment where you're like, we're going out, right? Yeah. And then you look around and you like get on the same page with everybody. It's always like one, 1.75 drinks in, it starts to sound like a great idea. So then by the time you get to the second drink and then, or no, the third drink, it's lights out. So we went out back to Rainy Street. We went to this uh, lovely little bar. Is that, we'll call it a bar called the Luster Pearl. I'm sure some of you listening have been there. I should have gotten a souvenir because Luster Pearl should have basically paid us to attend this bar because nothing for nothing. We were a damn good time and that bar was dead before we got there. So we go to the Luster Pearl and we roll up like, there's like 15 of us, I think. And we just like commandeer the entire place. Nothing like a bunch of basic clean beauty bitches rolling up into this bar in Austin trying to have a good time and throw back some toxic alcohol. Because if you thought that we couldn't throw down just because we love clean, safe ingredients, (laughs) you've got another fucking thing coming. But with that, make sure that your spirits are organic and locally sourced. (laughs) But anyway, we had the time of our lives. The DJ had no idea what hit him. He probably thought it was just another Thursday night doing his job, and then we walk in like caged hyenas. And we just tore the place up. There was, in fact, actually a bachelorette party happening there. They also didn't know what hit them. We were dancing like lunatics. 
And to be quite honest, when we like did the post game the next morning, we really didn't even drink that much because we were too busy dancing and you can't dance and drink. It's like, you know, counterproductive that or we metabolized all of it because we sweat our fucking asses off. Oh my God. It is so hot in Austin. And I, you know, I love the heat. You know, I love hot, humid. It was like 96 degrees and hundred percent humidity at 9 PM. That's how hot it was. And I had long jeans on, which shout out to the Abercrombie jeans. I know a ton of you have bought them. I talked about them on my stories last week. They have been tried and true. I could drop it so low in these jeans. It's incredible. It's incredible, truly. I'm gonna leave a five-star review. I have to because there are no jeans that you can do that in. The support is immaculate. So we had some good pants on, but we were sweating our asses off. It was disgusting, but we had the time of our lives. We were dancing, we were singing, we were requesting songs. The people at the bar had no idea what hit them because we turned around and then suddenly the bar was packed. You know how like that happens? They really should, if this is a job, if somebody out there owns a bar and you know, you're know you not getting a lot of people coming through, not a lot of foot traffic, just hire us or me or anyone. If this isn't a legitimate job, it's like a promoter, right? Like I should have just been like, but I don't want to be called a promoter, you know, like a hype, a hype girl. Just like, let me drink for free. I will bring the vibes. I'll bring the friends and we will make sure that everybody at the bar has a good time. So that's what we did Thursday night and Friday morning we had to be up and at them and in a full day of se- sessions and talks and all the things. So that was fun. And then, you know, cause we didn't learn our lesson the first night, we went ahead and did it again on Friday night. (laughs) So we had awesome keynotes with uh, Sarah Blakely and Brendan Burchard and all these, all these incredible speakers and really, really moving stories. And it was good because we needed it. We needed, you know, every once in a while you need the Kool-Aid. You need the Kool-Aid. You need to get high on your own supply. So that's what we were doing there. And we definitely did that. And then Friday night, we have like a big uh, like cocktail event with everyone. So um, the D- there was like a DJ and everything. And of course, you know, it's at 1.75 drinks in. You suddenly look around at your friends. You give everybody the eyes. You're like, we're, we're leaving. We're going. We're going out. Okay, great. So we did it again. And we went out again. And we went out again. <laughs> and we went so bananas the night before that when we went out on Friday night, people remembered us from the night before. They were like, you're the girls. <laughs> you're the girls from the Luster Pearl. <laughs> God, we should have had shirts made. We should have had shirts. I should have passed out cards. I should have been, as I was talking to these people, be like, do you wash your face? Do you need clean beauty? You know, you should really lower your toxic load as I'm like ripping a Casamigo shot. Anyway, it was a good time had by all involved. We met some incredible, oh my God, oh my God. We met, this is hysterical. So if you've ever seen any Adam Sandler movie, you know who I'm talking about. You're gonna have to look him up because you might not know him by name. His name is Peter Dante. Hopefully he never listens to this podcast and hopefully none of you know him personally. But he played the quarterback in The Waterboy. He's like played like in like character actors in like a bunch of Adam Sandler movies. Anyway, at the rooftop pool at the hotel at the Fairmont, it was a vibe. It was like, it was a vibe. You know, it's hot. There's the pool, great beats, all the things. But there was like a rumor going around that he was you know, at the pool and like, he had like an entourage, I think like the day before. And, you know, I didn't recognize him. I didn't really see who it was. I couldn't make it out. So the next day when we go back in between sessions, we're just trying to grab a bite to eat quick. We had like a little cocktail thing for our team. We go up there and this man is three sheets to the wind is being generous. This, I have no idea what, talk about Kool-Aid. I have no idea what kind of Kool-Aid he was hopped up on, but he was in his glory. It was like a shark at feeding time. There were 1,200 consultants, 1,200 females staying in this hotel, okay? And the ratio of guy to girl was like one to 500. So this man was in his glory. 
and he was in the pool hanging on (laughs) all of these women. And I was just sitting there watching and it was, we were up there and I, I wasn't in the pool. These, these women had been up there for, you know, a couple hours and I'm just like sitting back watching this happen. And it was hysterical. This guy was trying to hit on anything with legs, hanging on these women, doing the most. So much so that the the hotel security had to come over and was like, man, we know you're having a great time, but you got to stop touching the women. It was ridiculous. I was like, I'm going to have to jump in here with my clothes on and like assess the situation because someone is about to be manhandled and they're not going to like it. So we're watching. And then, you know, of course he makes his rounds over to like where me and, you know, our group is. And, you know, he tries telling everybody. So his thing at the pool was that he had to tell everybody that he's a famous actor. Number one, if you're a famous actor, you don't have to tell anybody you're a famous actor. It's kind of just comes with the part of being famous. So he says, tell everybody what his name is and tells everybody to look him up. And I've heard him tell different groups of women this at least four or five times now. So you look him up. You don't need to look him up. You know exactly who he is the second you saw him. You've probably already Googled him. You know exactly who I'm talking about. But then he tries to tell you that he's not a comedian and he's in town to play a festival for his music. Then he tells you to look up his music. And my God, if anybody is family with Peter Dante, if he is your uncle, if he is your father, I mean this with all the love in my heart. But he tells me to look up his music, which, by the way, it's on YouTube. You can you can look it up. It's not bad. But he proceeds to tell me that it is the number one song in the country right now. And on YouTube, there are only 300 plays. I didn't want to be the one to be the bearer of bad news and tell him that that's impossible. So I just let him live in this alternate universe that he's created for himself. But oh my God, I felt like I was on candid camera. I was like, there is no way. I was looking around for his chaperone. He had none. Apparently, he did have one earlier in the day, but he was passed out. So there was nobody responsible for this man. So I don't know. We left him up there. Who knows what happened? I don't. He probably had to be extracted from the pool by hotel security at some point because it was insane, absolutely insane. So Peter Dante, hope your hope your show the next night went well. That hangover was probably gonna suck. Did suck. I know for me. <laughs> For us, we weren't hung over until like three days later. So we went out again, had the best time, but we were not uh, struggle city until I got home because that's apparently what happens after you turn 30. You don't really get like a hangover the next day. You get a little one the day after, but that second day, holy mother Mary, it hits you like a ton of bricks. So we flew home and we were all texting each other on Monday and Tuesday. I had no voice from screaming at the conference from talking to everybody, from going out. I had like nothing left. I was a shell of a human being. And then I had like a three-day hangover, but in the best way possible. We seriously had the time of our lives. We didn't see much of Austin other than Rainy Street and again, the Luster Pearl. (laughs) But I feel like I saw enough. Maybe I'll come back. Maybe I'll stay in a different section of town. We did have half of our conference at Austin City Limits, which was really cool. That's a, a venue in Austin that has like, you know, there's the Austin City Limits Festival, I think, and then Austin City Limits, the venue, which was really, really cool on like Willie Nelson Way or whatever. But I'll definitely have to go back to Austin and plan out a little bit more of where I need to go and what I need to see. But we tried to jam as much as we possibly could in in the allotted time we had. But it was it was awesome in so many ways. It's one of those things where if you've ever been to a work conference, you know how like fulfilling yet equally draining it is. It's like I'm an, an extremely extroverted person. So I get a ton of my energy from other people, which is probably why I was pulling like 16 hour days <laughs> with no coffee. 
and no recreational drugs either, which I don't do to begin with, but I just feel like I had to clarify that. So like people give me my energy, but even for me, you know, there is an off switch at some point and I definitely started feeling it (laughs) around like Saturday morning and it was so much fun because you know, so many of my friends that I've met doing and working with Beauty Counter, I've met through Instagram. And then you get to finally meet each other in real life. It's like so exciting. It's, you know, you've been talking to these people for years and it's finally like in person, you get to hug each other, you get to see each other, you get to hang out, you get to spend time together. It's amazing. But I feel like there were so many people that I wanted to talk to and that I couldn't talk to, that I had no voice. I like was a shell of a human. So that was the only thing. I wish I just got to spend more time with everybody, but it's just so much. You were so tightly scheduled and like jam-packed with all the good things that it's like information overload, hyperstimulation, all the things. So if you are listening to this and you were at lead and we did not get to connect, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> I feel you because I was like looking around and I'm like, I feel like I recognize certain people, but I'm like, A, I have no voice. I literally couldn't say how to them if I tried. And B, I don't have a morsel of electricity left in my body at all. So we'll just have to do it again very soon. But it really was a much needed, much, much needed girls trip, work trip. You know, sometimes you need to be poured into, you know, you need to like fill up your cup. And I feel like I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. I used to do that a lot. I used to go to like conferences, you know, for for work stuff, stuff that I was interested in learning more about. And like, I would go to these things frequently and they filled me up. And I realized, you know, with COVID and everything, I haven't done shit in two years. So you're pouring into, you know, if you lead a team or if you, whether you're in corporate or network marketing, it doesn't matter. If you're leading anybody at any point, you're pouring into other people. So like this was a lesson in like girlfriend's got to pour into herself, but we poured into ourselves. We went out, we had a great time. We got to bond and connect and just, you know, have that like quality time with each other. So I feel so filled up. However, I come back off this trip, off this high, trying to decompress, recalibrate, regroup, I meditated. I'm like back on my morning routine. I'm like, this is amazing. I have like some clarity around certain things that I'm like trying to figure out. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is great. I write on my to-do list, ask for a sign from the universe. And then what does the universe give me? A car accident. So I'm not sure what to take from that. I, I would assume that the universe was trying to tell me to slow down. However, However, physically, I was going very slow. Physically, I had barely even taken my foot off the brake and I wasn't rushing anywhere. Mentally, however, mentally, my brain must have been running 150 miles a minute because there's there's no way that that should have happened given the speed that I was going. <laughs> it's not funny, but I have to laugh or else I'll cry. It shouldn't have happened, but my brain was going way too fast. And I know some of you listening to this know exactly what I'm talking about. You physically feel like you are moving at a sloth's pace. Mentally, however, you are an ultra marathoner. You have not stopped running. You're basically like Forrest Gump. You just keep running. So somewhere, somehow, we have to figure out how to mentally slow our brains down. And I think that happens with meditation and breathing and maybe not going out until two o'clock in the morning during a work conference and then sitting in a chair for nine hours learning 
all the new skills and all the sales tactics and all the things that you need to learn. Maybe that's what we need to not be doing. But we had a damn good time, so it was worth it. So if you've been to Austin, I know you love the city. I'm sure you love the city more than I did with my experience. I do. I take this back. I take this back. I love the people of Austin. They were great. Did not love where we stayed. That's it. I'll leave it at that. Didn't love the where the loca- the locale. Didn't love the locale. Loved the vibe and the ambiance. Love live music. Love Tex-Mex. Didn't love the man shitting on the side of the building. So I'll leave you with that. Hope you're having a great week. Hope you get to Austin and stay, stay at the W. But until next time, let's try to slow our brains down, right? Okay. And I'll see you when I see you. Okay. Love you. Bye.